Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We're glad you joined us today. We're located in Collinsville, Virginia. At Smith Memorial, our motto is simple, follow Jesus. We'd like to encourage you to check us out online, www.smithmemorialumc.com. There you can find out more information about us, opportunities to serve, and ways to support this ministry through giving. We pray that God would add blessing this day to the hearing and the doing of God's Word. Welcome to Smith Memorial's worship service for Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome from whenever it is that you are listening to us for our coronavirus virtual online worship service version 4.0. My name is Cameron Wilds and the pastor at Smith Memorial. I welcome you and I hope that this is an opportunity to connect you with the larger community of Smith Memorial United Methodist Church in Collinsville, Virginia. We're so grateful that you have tuned in to listen with us today. Today begins the mark of our Holy Week. Today, within the life of the church, we would be celebrating Passion or Palm Sunday. I have to admit, I am quite saddened to not be in the presence of all of you today. As you all know, Smith Memorial um, does a pretty large production for our Palm Sunday with our live donkey and our parade around the church. And nevertheless, here we are today and we pray that God's spirit will encounter you and meet you where you are. I want to encourage you today. Um, we're just going to go through the liturgy. Liturgy meaning work of the people. And right now, I think that's what we need to bind us together. So we're going to hear the story of the palms. We're going to hear the story of Jesus's passion. We're going to Combine the whole Holy Week into one service today through the readings of the scripture. I also want to invite you to tune in to us. We will be uh, posting a service for Thursday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, as well as Easter Sunday. I also want to encourage you at this time to um, just go out in your yard, find something leafy and green uh, join us from your home. We know that typically speaking, we would have palm branches for you, but wherever you're at, just go grab a branch from your yard. Wave it around in your house. No one's watching. They won't think you're silly at all. Hear now from the gospel according to St. Luke of how our Lord Jesus entered into Jerusalem. Luke 19, 28 through 40. After he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it, and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are untying it, just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, 
its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the ground. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heavens. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were to be silent, the stones would shout out. Hosanna to son of David. Hosanna in the highest, they shouted. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. God, on this day your Son, Jesus Christ, entered the holy city of Jerusalem and was proclaimed King by those who spread their garments and palm branches along his way. Let those branches be for us signs of his victory, and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our Lord and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life. In his name we pray. Amen. We have several scripture lessons that we want to attend to at this time. The first is our reading from the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 50. 
verse 4 through 9. Hear these words of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he awakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? All of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Our Psalter today comes from Psalm 31. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden from me. For you are my refuge. And into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord. Faithful God. You hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will exalt and rejoice in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have taken heed of my adversities and have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye wastes away from grief, my soul and body also, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my misery, and my bones waste away. I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street, they flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror all around, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love.
And finally, a reading from the book of Philippians, Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. You all may have heard this one. Chapter 2, verse 5. It's actually an old hymn. Imagine all of us sitting together, singing this in one voice. The same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, Paul writes. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess. Imagine that. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord, to the glory of God the Father. He is indeed Lord. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. of the passion story 
according to St. Luke. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. And Pilate said to the chief priests and to the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent. And they said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee, where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether this man was a Galilean. Then he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction. He sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people. And he said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this man guilty of all the charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for the insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, Barabbas the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of people followed him. Among them were women, who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. 
But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it's dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching. But the leader scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews, it read. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon. And darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light faded. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last when the centurion saw what has taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds had gathered there for this spectacle, saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb, 
where no one had ever laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed. They saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of loss could have ever thought that 40 some days ago when we were gathered together in the sanctuary celebrating Ash Wednesday, the day in which we took the palms from last year and scattered them on our foreheads, remembering our mortality and our sin. No one would have thought that in just 40 days from that time, we would be faced with this global pandemic, experiencing Palm Sunday from 
the provisions of our homes, behind our own doors, just like the disciples, albeit for different reasons. But here we are, the beginning of Holy Week, the holiest of all the weeks, gathered together, sharing in virtual worship, virtual prayer. And yet, the comforting thing is this. God is with us. I'm reminded of John Wesley's famous words from his deathbed, the last thing he's recounted to have said as he looks up before drawing his last breath. Best of all, God is with us. Easter will happen whether we're in our worshiping space or whether we're in our homes. Easter just happens. It's a surprise. It, it shows up in the midst of nowhere. It catches us off guard. And it becomes our good news. Friends, I want to thank you for joining together in our worship this way. I, I pray that this week especially, that you would pause and you would reflect on the one who is Lord of all, the one who rode into Jerusalem triumphantly, and then within just a few short days was laid to rest in a tomb for us and for our salvation. I know that it's not comfortable, and I know that you're probably getting stir-crazy. But might this also be a season for us to learn to be still, to rest in God's goodness, to delight in God's love, and to cherish the blessings that God has given us. We're going to have a small service prepared Thursday, Friday, and an Easter sermon ready for Sunday. Of course, we'll be doing this virtually, but where two or more are gathered on Facebook, on your computer, in the interwebs, there the Spirit of Christ is also. I yearn for the day to be back with all of you. I pray God's blessings for you. I also ask that you would continue to consider supporting your church during this season. You can do this in a variety of ways. You can give online at www.smithmemorialumc.com slash give. And you can also make a donation, P.O. Box 1081, Collinsville, Virginia, 24078. Friends, we pray God's blessings for you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Amen.